I just want to take some time to thank my sponsor, Anchor. Um, if you haven't heard of them, um, they are the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and basically any other platform. Um, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum li listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, it's what I use. So if you haven't yet, go and download the Anchor app on your phone or just go to anchor.fm. What if it was possible to get local, fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up underwater basket weaving with all of that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make your grandma's famous casserole? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados. And they'll keep your eggs safe, too. To start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Are you tired of spending big money on sunglasses? Well, I was. And I found this company on Instagram, and they're called Yeats. And they're great. Not only are they fashionable, but they're affordable. And that's even better. And they've got a little bit of a cool backstory, too. They're, they're from Florida. The owners are Brianna Austin and Javier Chavez. And they start, you know, they worked at a jet ski rental business in Tampa, Florida. And they decided to turn a dream into a reality. And that's what is happening with Yeats. Yeatsofficial.com is where you can order your sunglasses. And let me tell you, they are affordable. They're anywhere between $35 and $40. Bucks. My favorite pairs are the Humo, the Old Yellers, and the Faded. That's just my style. You know, your style might be different, but Yeats definitely has it. So go to Yeatsofficial.com or check them out on Instagram where I found them. Their handle is at Yeatsofficial. And check this out. Yeats is an exclamation of happiness, excitement, or all-around good energy. Doesn't everybody need that? Check them out. Yeatsofficial.com All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Highly Irritable, the special edition of Highly Irritable. Merry Christmas to everybody and your families, and I hope you guys are all having a great time so far, um, you know, arguing and fighting over who gets what and all that good stuff. So um, normally I'd have Unk here with us and we'd be doing our our new f format of our highly irritable show, but I figured, you know, me and my wife have been married now for five years and I couldn't figure out a better way than to go through a fifth Christmas with my beautiful wife and the love of my life than to do a podcast with her. So highly irritable is now going into therapist mode because we figured we could give some people some advice because we are a very happy couple we are married. We argue. Um, our arguments last 13 seconds. Um, Marissa cries, and then she gets over it, and she gets her thick skin back, and we just kind of move on with things. But um, needless to say, Highly Irritable is going in the direction today of marriage counseling. <laughs> so this is our Christmas present from uh, us to our listeners, and we hope you like it. So without further ado... I'm going to bring on my lovely wife, Marissa Smith. Why don't you say hello, honey? Hi, everyone. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What is your name? How old are you? 
what do you wear on a normal basis? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, shit. Um, no, but seriously. So, babe, why don't you tell them kind of like, give us a scenario, I guess, of the day that we met. Do you remember that? Of course. And what happened exactly? Like, what were you doing? So, it was November. Mm -hmm. Well, late September. So, we were going into Thanksgiving time. Mm. And I was working reception. And we did work together at the time. And my boss had me going around the offices, putting up decorations leaves specifically (laughs) just throwing leaves around the office (laughs) no but really um just hanging up decorations and i was in your office at the time and uh, putting up very pretty decorations i might add Mm. and you had the audacity to ask me why i was hanging up decorations in your office and then proceeded to tell me that they look like shit. (laughs) (laughs) And in my twisted mind, somehow that attracted me to you. (laughs) Was it the, was it like a bad boy thing or was it more of uh, somebody's putting you in your place? I don't know. I, I think to some level, everybody's attracted to a little bit of assholeness <laughs> and myself might just be a little more than others. I have plenty of <laughs> assholeness. Yeah. That's why this show is called Highly Irritable because I'm such an asshole. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, to, to kind of elaborate a little more on on her story... You know, she was putting up these leaves kind of like around the office and they were god awful, ugly fucking leaves. Like the ones that you buy at like pick and save that were like brown with like the, the, you know, like the black veins on them. They were like maple leaf style leaves and she was putting them up like on everything. And my only, my way of flirting is like to tell you to get fucked. Like, I have to tell you, like, you know, kiss my ass, your your shit bag, and, like, hopefully you, you, like, see past the bravado of an angry person and find out that I have, like, a really big heart. So, I don't know. It, it must have worked, right? Well, I think what you meant to say was, hey, you have a really nice butt, mm. and <laughs> I can see it really well from where you're hanging up the leaves. Yeah, you you did have, like, a super nice ass. You still have a super nice ass. It's one of your main attractions for me. It's kind of like, you know, going to Disneyland and the first thing you want to do is get a churro. Well, every time I come home, the first thing I want to do is just grab your ass. So, yes, main attraction. Yeah, the attraction is still alive. Yes, it is, very much so. You know, I think that's part of the reason why things are so easy because, you know, we kind of still flirt with each other, right? Yeah, I would say so. Like... I think we do cute little things, you know, where you kind of flirt with each other or, you know, give a little innuendo or something like that, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What are some of the things I do that you think that I'm kind of flirting with you on? Oh, I can give so many examples. Like what? Like give me one in particular. I'm kind of curious. Oh, well, you do this really cute thing where you leave your clothes right next to the laundry basket. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. See, she has a sense of humor too. I mean, what a dick, right? <laughs> no. Anyways, uh, what? It, so, okay. Anyways, so the first time we met, I was a dick, obviously. Yes. Um, but I believe time went on. And somehow, some way, we ended up exchanging phone numbers, correct? Yes. So we would kind of just flirt around the office, and I would come up with excuses to have to go over to your side of the building. Mind Mm. you, my desk was not in the same building as yours. Mine was next door, but you bet your ass I was walking over to the vending machine in your building (laughs) instead of the one in mine. Right. And 
So somehow, some way, I managed to ask you out on a date, right? Yes. And it was so, for your birthday. Yes. My birthday's in November. You know that, obviously. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Um, you had asked if you could take me out for my birthday. And uh, to come out to find later on, you didn't think very much of it. <laughs> <laughs> But in my head, I was very excited. So I think I was definitely maybe a little more into you. Definitely. Definitely. Not that I wasn't into you. It was just that I was a little terrified of the situation because, you know, I'm, I'm hitting guys. Let me just like clear one thing up. The reason why I was scared because she's, she's fucking like 14 years younger than me. So when you're hitting on a fucking 18 year old and you're you were 18 years old, right? 19. It was my 20th birthday. Was it your 20th? Yes. Okay, so yeah, your 20th birthday and I was 32. No, you 34. 34. Sorry, 34. I was 34 years old. Yes. I was a manager of the dealership. And I just happened to be close friends with the owner. So it was kind of like, you know, a very scary thing to me. And, it, and at first it was like, this ain't going to go nowhere. She's she's fucking 20 years old. Like, what's she going to see in a guy like me? And, and I had gray hair and shit. So, you know, she had to, like, be somewhat of a psycho. You know, I, I call her the, the Riverside rat. But, you know, you got to be a little bit crazy to go for a dude who's 34 years old. And I'm sure a bunch of people gave you shit for it, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, but we didn't listen to them, did we? No, <laughs> definitely not. Obviously. Yeah, so I was not fond of the first date. I wasn't really ready for that. Even though it was like, I told you I was going to take you out for your birthday, and they are like, so you're still going to take me out for my birthday? And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess. Sure. But, you know, I will give you this, though. Once you said the second time that you wanted me to take you out, you know me, I went all out. Yeah. Yeah, so tell him what I did. Tell him what you did. (laughs) Ass. He'll never forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, me being a girl, of course, I ask him, you know, what kind of a date are we going on? You know, I need to know how to dress. Like, you know, dress warm, you know, dress not so warm. What are we doing? He tells me, dress as if we're going to the beach. So I'm thinking in my head, oh, do I need to bring a bathing suit? Is this shorts? Yeah, a bathing suit at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. 7.30 p.m. This is the kind of sick things he does, you know, in his mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I was a little smarter than that, and I didn't dress in beach attire. And I'm very glad I didn't because we ended up going on a date to... Uh, Sinopolis, which mm-hmm. is, if you don't know, a very nice luxury movie theater. And um, I thought the date went well. Oh, it was good once I gave up the all hope. See, what I had done was made reservations at this really insane steakhouse in Anaheim. Beautiful steakhouse. Like, unbelievable steakhouse. And um, I made a reservation there, and you have to put like $100 down just to make the reservation. So I put the hundred bucks down, and lo and behold, she shows up with her UGG boots on and shit at like half an hour past the reservation time. So, needless to say, I canceled that reservation, puked out a hundred bucks. We ended up going to Sinopolis, where she didn't even eat her popcorn; she just drank her water. Tell them how much the popcorn was. Oh my god, it was like I think fourteen dollars <laughs> for zebra popcorn. But Did you take it home? I mean. You know, now, of course, I would go ham going there ordering food. I wouldn't give a rat's ass. Yeah, you do. on the first date, you know, I'm, am I chewing too loud? You know, I don't Is that what girls go through? Much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most girls, you know, not every girl. Some girls, you'll find a girl that'll just go down on a hamburger, but, you know, I didn't want to do think- that in a theater. I think most girls try to put on, like, this facade on the first date. Like we don't eat? Any well, Eat, fart, anything, cuss, try yeah. to be delicate, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think f- advice-wise, coming from a guy's point of view on the first date, just be real. I mean, 
I was trying to be as real as I possibly could to you, almost overboard, because I wanted you to be afraid to date me so that way I could find out whether or not you were a real one. Yeah, and he he's not joking. On the drive down there, he lit a cigarette in the car mm-hmm. and told me, what did you say? You said, I... I said, smoke. I smoke in the cigarette, in the car, so if it bugs you, I'm fucking sorry. No, you said, I smoke and I gamble and I'm an asshole. <laughs> I don't, if you don't like that, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really harsh, but I guess, you know, I, I said that so that she would kind of like put her guard down and we could find out exactly what we were dealing with, but she stayed in the car and didn't say to turn around. Yeah, I mean, I could have jumped out right then and there. What did you think when I said that? You know, in a way, I was kind of grateful for the realness, you know? Yeah. Um, because not every relationship starts out like that, you know? You get in one, and it, it's false in the beginning, and then things change. And yeah. And it's different, and then it's not what you expected, and it doesn't end up working out. And then you sit there kind of wondering why. But for us, it was real from the beginning. You know, we kind of were very open and exposed who we were completely. So there was no falsehood, I guess I would say. Which um, is key. Yes. I definitely would say so. You yeah. know, if it, if it starts out from something fake, you know, I don't exactly. think it can work. Which is why I acted the way I did. Yeah. Because I didn't want that. I didn't want you to say, like, oh, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were into that. Exactly. See, I think I gave you everything full throttle from the very beginning, and you still stayed around. So I guess that kind of decided our fate, right? Yeah. I. I Besides I getting you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten there yet, folks. Anyways, uh, we're going to take a small break So please hang tight. Thanks for sticking with us on that small little break. Not that you guys are really going to feel it, because for you it's going to probably feel like 13 seconds, but one of our little kids woke up. Part of being married is dealing with kids every 10 seconds. I was telling my wife, I'm like, I really need a break with just you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, we kind of left off like, you know, I think how key it was that we were just completely real with each other. Um, that was kind of something that we needed for each other. I mean, I think that's why you left your your ex, right? Because it just felt like he was doing everything you wanted him to do. Yeah. It had reached a level of comfortability, I would say. Uh, there were no more, like, fun surprises i guess you know it everything was i don't know without being mean you know yeah it just was time for something new and then i came along and got you pregnant (laughs) (laughs) well when you put it like that but you know we, we had you know a couple months before that when we just really connected. Yeah. You know, and I would say even if I hadn't gotten pregnant at the time that I did, I think we would still be together to this day. To you be think honest. so? If I'm being honest, yes. Kids are not. You know, I think we just mesh well together and I think we just work. Mm. Yeah, we definitely have that adaptability, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, I think we're both very go with the flow people. And, uh, 
We if, just work. If you could give advice to that girl that's out there right now that's trying to find, you know, the ones that are the thoughts per se, you know, the ones that are on, um, the ones that say like, oh, I'm still single. Why? What kind of advice would you give those girls? Uh, they're too narrow-minded. Elaborate. I think they have an idea in their head of what they want, and they don't know that that's not what they need. If, F- fair enough. You know what I'm saying? So um, fairy tales over reality. Yeah. You know, they want this ideal perfect person, and they haven't reached the understanding that nobody's perfect. So you have to find that person that you're willing to love them for everything, including their flaws, you know, and they're looking for people and they're too picky. Yeah. If I might say myself, to be honest, you know, they want somebody that's extremely good looking with an amazing personality and a sense of humor. And he's got to be six foot tall and over and he's got to have money and a nice car and all of these things. And you're not going to find it, sis, you know? Mm. It's just, you got to pick and choose your battles. And, I mean, you're a little bit of an asshole, but I love you for it. <laughs> and other girls might not put up with that is my point, you know? Definitely not. Like, some other girls might say you're too brutally honest. Or, you know, you don't feed into every little thing. You know, they want a reaction from you and you wouldn't give that to them. No. I I think that, I think from a guy's perspective, I think you have to put your foot down at some point. But I think it's not just the guy's perspective. I think the females need to do the same thing. Because I think at some point in your life, you have to put your foot down and say, no, this is me. And if you meet someone that's willing to accept you for you, because, you know, I didn't put you in my car and drive 90 miles an hour down the Ortega with a cigarette in my mouth, blaring Lil Wayne, you know, singing to you um, to put on a show. I, w- I was not putting on a show in any way, shape or form. Um, yes, I was dialing it up with the um, the movie place that we went to where we got food and stuff. But at the same time. I needed you to know that this is who I am. And if you can't deal with it, then I'm perfectly fine with you just getting the hell out of my life. No. And that's you to a T because we still do that to this day. You know, that is a typical date night for us. You know, not that long ago, we went to Sinopolis. We did. You know, and we went to a different one, but that was still us, you know, just as a married couple. Did we go to the one in Laguna? I think we Or did, did. we go to the we one did. in Del Mar? Mm. I can't. Del Mar. We went to Del Mar. That's right. Did we? Was that the night we went on the boat? No, that was a no. different night. Yeah, no. he took me on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> it was really nice. We stayed in an Airbnb on a boat. It was super cool. I think that's the other thing, too. You got to switch it up, man. Yeah. You got to get that time with each other. It's necessary. It's necessary because... When you have a connection like we do, um, you do actually want to spend time with that person. That's I'll tell you one thing: going to a going to a place where the show is, as far as the the word highly irritable, that's one thing that irritates the living fuck out of me. Is when I hear people say like ah when they they talk shit about their spouse. Oh yeah, it's so disgusting. It's disrespectful it really is and i just sit there and wonder like why why are you still with that person like i tell i think i tell you i tell marissa all the time like if i'm gonna go bang another chick i i would straight up just be honest with you like you know what you're not doing it for me anymore physically and i'm having this like sudden rush of fantasy for another chick but you know not to say that's gonna happen but i would be honest Yeah, and we had that talk from the beginning. That was our thing, was to be brutally honest with each other. And if there had ever come a time that one of us felt that way, that we needed to say something rather than cheating because we, that's not us, you know. 
So. Yeah. Well, I think that we've grown over time too, though, because we've both definitely changed. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think, you know, obviously everything changes when you become a parent. I mean, your reality changes. That and, you know, we do have an age gap, like you said earlier. So we are at two different points in our lives trying to navigate the same situation. So we handle it a little differently. And, you know, we're going to each grow individually as people. Yeah. So. Well, I well, obviously we're in two different places, but... I think the key for for the couples that, you know, are trying to do it, even the older ones, you know, because there are older ones that are in the same situation as us, whether it's older, younger. And there is always that fear of the younger ones saying, you know, having that point in their life where they say, um, God, you know, I didn't even really live a life. You know, I've been with you forever and blah, 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 blah. There's that fear. Um. But then there's not a fear, I don't think. I think it's the first time in my life I haven't had a fear because I have zero jealousy with you. Zero jealousy. I have zero, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Like, you know, I don't get upset with you over stupid shit. Like, I don't sweat the small shit. Yeah, and we don't really, you know, we bicker a little bit here and there. But, I mean, as far as real genuine fights go and arguments, I mean... We've only had, you know, one, one, but we bicker because we're fucking tired. Yes. Because our kids are fucking wearing us down and we don't sleep at night or, you know, you had a long day at work and the kids always drive me nuts a little bit sometimes. And that's really, you know, it's never us. It's always an outside source. That's definitely true. And we just caught each other at the wrong time. If, if there is a, uh, a ripple in the water. That's where it comes from. Yeah. It's more like, um, it's more like we're irritated with the situation. But the funny part is that we'll, we talk to the other person about it. Yeah. So like I will, that's part of being honest with each other. Like, you know, Hey, I'm so irritated with what's going on right now. This is what's going on, but it's good to have that other person there because, you know, like Marissa grounds me out so that. I don't go lose my shit or start acting like a dick to my kids and a dick to her at the same time. So, you know, I've, I learned that from the beginning of our relationship, it was better just to speak it out. Right. Yeah. And to be honest, sometimes I like when we bicker only because I know when we're done, we sit down and we talk it out and then I can get things off my chest and you the same that we've really been wanting to just talk about, you mm. know, and it may not even be about each other. Like we said, it's other things, you know, and we're there for each other. And sometimes we cry it out and sometimes we, you know, just have to get things out off our chest and that we had bottled up, you know? So Yeah. yeah. And believe me, if there was ever going to be a year where a couple would split up, it would have probably been this year because we've gone through probably the roughest year I've I've never gone through a rougher year in my life, and I'm a recovering addict, so that's a lot. This is like probably the toughest year I've ever been through mentally and physically. Yeah, and here we are at the end of December going into January now almost. Yeah. So we made it through. About to hit our fifth Christmas. Yes. Yeah. It's very exciting. How crazy is that? I know. When you think about it. It doesn't feel like it's been that long yeah we you know we still take car rides a lot yeah it's like one of our favorite things that's like i think that's like one of those things that couples have to do because you play music with each other and you kind of vibe you know pull over have a quickie next to a tree no yeah she says (laughs) no but trust me we get it going you know what i'm saying but you know it's I don't know. We 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 switch it up every now and then, and uh, it's. I think it's crucial and it's it's beneficial for us too. At the same time, like we jam down the freeway and we just bump music. Sometimes twenty minute drive will kind of take away all your stress. Yeah, and you can't always do the same thing. You know, you get bored very easily. You have to mm-hmm. 
you know, even if it is just to drive, you know, Mm -hmm. just hanging out with each other and spending genuine time having real conversations. Yeah, real conversations. You don't have to always go and do things, you know, because if we always went to the movies or to go do physical activities, you know, there wouldn't be that, I guess, when I say intimate one-on-one, I don't mean intimate. I mean, you know, just like emotional one-on-one conversation. Correct. And I think that's why I like our car rides You so mean much. soulful. Yeah. Not sexual. Not sexual. Yeah. Just like yeah. for the soul. Because I think most couples look at Instagram and TikTok and all that shit, and they kind of base their relationship, especially females, you know, I noticed that females a lot of the time look at those things for influence, like as far as a man taking them somewhere or they're sorry, not a man. That's the wrong thing to say, but a significant your, other, your partner. Yeah. If your partner is going to take you somewhere to this exotic place and you're going to get that once a year or twice a year and you guys are venturing and we're going to go see the world together. That's just not fucking reality. No. And, you know, I, I read something the other day about that and it i can't remember it word for word but it had gone into the fact that it it, it's not reality you know they they post pictures of it but that that's not their real life no you know and you can't compare your real life to what somebody is trying to portray their life to be like right you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You well, know? everybody's happy in a movie, right? Exactly. So if you're, you know, you're on a beach somewhere, a private island with some person, dude, female, whatever, you're going to be happy. So, like, it's natural whether you're physically having sex or you're you're talking to somebody, you know, your conversations are never going to have that heat in them. You know, you're not going to go through real shit with someone like bills and your job and, you know, what are we going to do with the kids this week or, you know, the reality of not having couple time because that's a big one, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you can go to an island with somebody and spend the time bickering or just not have it having like a genuinely good time. That's uh, that's not your person. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to put down the Instagram and go take a picture of somebody else's dick. But, you know, needless to say, um, you need to like roll. So me and my wife on the car ride there, um, going back to our first date, like I made sure she knew exactly who I was. So like I'm a, I'm ghetto and I'm a thug, but I'm not. I'm still like, I still was raised middle class, you know, but I grew up in the hood. So, and I grew up with hood people. So it's kind of like, you know, I was raised that way, but I'm not that way. But like, you know, we kept it real and we still keep it real and we still listen to the same shit every single day. So like, I'm going to give you the song that we listen to because I love this song and I sang it to her in the car so you can picture me going um picture me going like 90 miles an hour through the Ortegas with someone who's got severe anxiety in a car that I had no idea about with a cigarette in my mouth and I was blaring this fucking song listen to this shit Like a Peter Roll. I'm just saying, with my love, I could feed a soul. Today, get away, and we don't need our clothes. We at the pool, and she looking like a centerfold. Two tattoos, but she say she getting plenty more. She got in. So, we were listening to that in the car while I was driving, and I was singing it to you. That was when you fell in love with me, huh? Yeah. Just admit I'm- it. Because I was getting down. You know, I would say. To this day, it was the first song that I had ever put on my Spotify because I had just set up my new account. And <laughs> I guess that answers it for itself. It, yeah. It is. It's my 
favorite song. I think it's our relationship song. <laughs> in it, a weird way. In a weird fucking way, in Lil a weird Wayne. Way. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lil Wayne. If you ever listen to my podcast, just know that my wife and I, uh, w- w- if we ever have like a formal wedding, we're going to fucking dance to this song, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and we never had one of those either. Yeah, because those are overrated. Yeah, it's the kind of people we are. <laughs> yeah. I Just listen to this song, though. It's so funny. I fucking listen to this song sometimes by, by myself, and I smile because of how much I love my wife. My family, Seminole. Me and Shouty go together like chemicals. And she get mad when I call other women hoes. You send her rose, I pick some flowers and send her those. Tall glass of Merlot, get her in a mold. Two tall glasses of Merlot, get her out of row. I whisper in her ear, then lick around her lobe. And when she check her watch, it's never time to go. And with her brain, she should make the honor roll. And when I came, she called me like the common cold. Damn, damn you the shit, and I'll rip my heart out and hang you the shit. And I don't really know. So this is the part right here that I'll rip my heart out and hand you this shit that I f- like that I vocalized because it was like, <laughs> yes, it was like the only part that I genuinely knew all of the words to. So I would sing it to you in the car. I still do to this day. Um, I know that song word for word now. <laughs> I can sing it without Little Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like our jam. But that's like, you know, getting into that like number one like we're just having a full-blown conversation here on highly irritable i guess you know and i guess it's kind of what i wanted this to be i didn't want this to be scripted or not have reality in it because this is who we are like our reality is there is no fucking fantasy in this like we've been through just about everything marissa's background's pretty fucked up and my background's pretty fucked up but somehow, some way, we met each other. Yeah, and I'm forever, forever uh, grateful. <laughs> I can't talk. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. You got a little like worm in your mouth right now. <laughs> Wrap it up, babe. Come on now. Forever grateful for that, you know, because you're my person. Yeah, and we just have fun together, and I think that's all you can ever ask for in your uh, soulmate. To be honest. Is just somebody to spend your every day with that you just genuinely get along with. Yeah, I think, you know what, a lot of the times that I think of about our relationship, because from the person looking on the outside in, the clear picture is that Adam's a prick, Marissa's a sweetheart, and how the fuck did he get her? Well, and you tell me all the time that people around you ask, you know, how's the marriage? Yeah. I hate that question. I... I think you get it a lot more than I do, which I think is very funny. But that's a general reaction for people normally because they don't know what happiness is. Yeah. You know, even as I can tell you guys, honestly, like I'm speaking from the heart here, which normally, you know, this show is a lot of like, you know, laughter and fun stuff. But to be real on this show right now, because I I said from the very beginning that we're going to be shows that we're going to like kind of grab your heart. We've had a really fucked up year, like for real. I've had a mentally unstable year, like for real. Everything in my life got flipped upside down, you know. And most people probably would have jumped off a bridge if they were me. Just because so many things happened that I couldn't control and so many things changed. And one of the things, one of the reasons... I think I coped with it so well because I've always told Marissa to be prepared for the variable change in life, which is the stuff that you can't control, the stuff that changes and and moves and shapes and shapes the way that you have to do things and you just have to adapt to it. And we've, you know, if we didn't have each other necessarily in the positivity that's in our relationship, even though sometimes our relationship dips negative it somehow resurfaces back to positive, but one or the other one's got to tell the other person like, Hey motherfucker, you know, pick your chin up, you know, and walk forward. And Marissa's definitely done that for me this year. You know, I've done it for her a lot previously, you know, because she went through some stuff and has bad memories and things, you know, it's usually the worst thing that can happen to a marriage. And the worst thing that can happen to a couple is your family. 
your family separates couples in most particular cases, but I think good marriages make their own family, and I think that they prevail through all the stupid shit. Yeah, I would agree with that. And yeah. that goes back to how I said sometimes, you know, I, I like when we get into our little, when uh, we bicker, you know, because we're able to be real with each other and we kind of like bring each other back down to earth, you know, and yeah. ground each other. I think we, we do a very good job at keeping each other grounded. Yeah. You know, when you go into your high you know, I'm able to bring you back down, you know, and talk you through it and vice versa. Mm. Yeah. You know, I agree. I, it's like, it's kind of crazy because sometimes we, we have the, um, it's like one of those things where my mind's like kind of drawing a blank right now, but it's one of those things where, The bickering is more or less not bickering. It's more of us hashing mm-hmm. out what is happening that's bad to us. Yeah. I that's what our bickering is. More of a vent sesh. Yeah, because well, what happens is we try to... The thing is, is we care about each other so much. So here's how our bickering goes. What happens is usually one or the other one's going to notice, which it's more or less me noticing Marissa's upset. I rarely show that I'm upset. And if I show I'm upset, then eventually she knows it's going to come out of me that I'm fucking hot about something. But it's usually something stupid and it's never anything to do with her per se. But what happens is like we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation and eventually one of us will bring up something that has been making us upset. And the, the bickering comes from because the other one wants to give the other one direction and the other one's not necessarily looking for direction we're actually just looking to vent yeah we just want to talk <laughs> about what's on our mind like marissa loves me so much as she'll tell me like well you could do this this and this but what she doesn't realize is that's irritating the fucking piss out of me because i'm really just trying to tell her like this is i'm upset like this is bothering me you know not like how can we fix it? Because we don't need to fix it. We don't have an issue with it. It's not us. It's yeah. it's us trying to get through that nasty thing. And I think couples need to realize that, you know, that's what you're there for. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm hearing him very stressed out about something. And I'm the kind of person that I go to, well, how can I fix this? So I'm giving him ideas and ideas. And he's like, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, it's kind of cool. Um, I'm glad you actually did this with me. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to do it. I'm happy I did it too. Well, yeah. I like rehashing our marriage and going over it. Yeah. Reliving all the. Our, our first date. Our glory days. Yeah. Most people are like, <laughs> uh, whenever. But, you know, there. see, the thing is, is when you're in a good relationship, you always have haters. Whenever you have something good, there you always have haters. There's people that will tell you, like, oh, wait till she starts doing this. They did it with our kids. Do you remember that? Yes. And that's what I was saying with the people that always ask, well, how's the marriage going? You know, they, they don't want to hear it's going great. You right. Know? They want to hear, you know, oh, so-and-so did this. And they want all the dirt. And we really don't have... The dirt. Yeah, we're boring. <laughs> Sorry. So like when they ask us, how's the marriage going? <laughs> I'm always like, it's great. You know, don't ask us that. Ask us if our kids drive us nuts. Oh, yeah. We'll give you more on that. Yeah, we'll tell you the truth on our kids and how they, they drive me crazy because I just want time with my wife. So do we go back to how I got pregnant then? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody knows how that happened, but. No, I want you, know, you to go in into that in detail. <laughs> I think we could get more um, listeners if you went into detail on how you got pregnant. <laughs> I I mean, you know. Yeah, the you explain that. Of it. Okay, so go into that. It, feel free to fill in any gaps. Yeah, I will. Leave out. Um, so I think we were dating for about three months. Yes. It was fairly new. And I had roommates. Yes. You did, and uh, 
And you were staying over basically every night. I was. And I you think... abandoned your dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't. Um, I, yeah, I hadn't officially moved in, but I was staying there majority of my time. I would go there after work and be home even before you were, mm-hmm. you know, and I would just hang out with the roommates. <laughs> well, and you took care of Presley. Yes. Presley be officially became one of your children. Yes. And that was his dog. As you morphed into a mother. Yeah. That was my first response. Well, you know, I had my dogs, but you know, I took her on as well. Yep. And then I eventually moved my dogs in. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. I, I made through, I made it through the relationship and I still loved her even after those fucking dogs. And let me tell you something, people, those dogs, they ruined our furniture. But yeah, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, I'll talk about dogs pissing. <laughs> Don't get him irritable about the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I eventually moved the dogs in, and luckily they all got along. So I think that just made everything flow even better. And I ended up getting pregnant on accident. Yeah, we didn't plan it. It was a happy accident, I would say. Yeah, for us. Yeah. You know, I don't know if everybody was as stoked to hear about it as us. <laughs> I think, well, I think there's a point in your life where you're just ready. And I think, I mean, if you would have told any other dude that, I think they would have split just out of pure fear, not because they didn't love you or because you're not beautiful or anything like that. I think the pure fear of knowing that you're going to be a father is like, oh my fucking God, what am I going to do? Well, like, I think you really wanted to be a dad. I was ready to be a dad. Do you remember how I told you? Yes, I do. I came home and you had this shitty look on your face. I walked through the front door and number one, you weren't sitting on the couch. You were in the kitchen. So I knew something was wrong. Like I knew, well, not wrong, but (laughs) something was up. Something was up. Like you had something to say or you needed to talk to me. So I didn't know whether or not you were going to just break up with me or if something happened or, you know, what did my roommates do to you? Little did you know. Little did I know. And then I turned the corner and you didn't say anything. You just sat there. You said, yeah. oh, no, you said, hey, babe, how you doing? Yeah. I said, I, I'm doing all right. And I was so nervous. And you sat there and I did my normal thing that I do when I come home. I just went home and I went to go first grab their TV remote and sit mm-hmm. down on the couch and watch TV. And what was there instead of the remote? There was a fucking basket. <laughs> a basket with some shit in it and i go what the fuck is this yeah and then i was really scared because that wasn't the reaction i wanted you Uh, know back to the instagram yeah (laughs) of all the yeah the reveals of how you told your significant other yeah she she thought i was gonna drop to one knee and get all you know emotional with her and say i'm gonna love to be a dad (laughs) oh my god and we were gonna both get english accents and Go stand out in the rain. Magical. Yeah, so I I looked at that stuff, and I went, what the fuck is this? And I looked in there, and the first thing I saw was, um, I think it was the coffee mug, right? Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff in the basket, to be honest. It was it was perfect. It was it was a perfect way to do it, though. Yeah, there was a, a book in there on dad jokes. Yeah, that's what it was. It and was, I think there was a mug in there, too, and... As it was little baby shoes and stuff. Yeah, there was the coffee mug is where it like actually hit. Yeah. It was like number one dad or something like yeah. that. Or I'm going to be a dad. Dad to be or something. Dad to be. and Something like that. I turned around and looked at her and I said, are you fucking pregnant? <laughs> and I started crying. Yeah. <laughs> you had you had your little, um, you had your navy blue blouse on with the tiny white dots on it. Oh, yeah. You know which one I'm talking yes, about? Because you still have it. You wore it to work. Mm-hmm. And I think you were wearing it because you were bloated. Yes, that was actually from motherhood maternity. Yeah. <laughs> that was like one of the very first things I bought. Why don't you tell them about how you went out and how you thought it was going to be a girl, so you went and bought a fucking bathing suit. Oh. <laughs> we still have that bathing suit, by the I way. I do. I do have that little bathing suit. I felt it in my soul. That I was having a girl, and I was dead wrong. Yeah, we were. She was dead wrong, and I was a hundred percent right because I said I was going to have a boy, and we ended up having one. Yeah, so we go into the ultrasound, you know, weeks later, obviously, and yep. 
I'm so excited. 14 weeks. Yeah. So, so excited. And she goes, okay, are you ready to hear the gender? And he already had known at this point because he had sought it. And the pickle. I had no idea. I saw the pickle. Yeah, he did. I didn't even know what I was looking for. They call it a pickle, but a proud dad will easily stand up and say, that's a fucking dick. Yes, which is what you did with our second I did. I said, that is a dick. And I would be yelling it right now, but our children are sleeping right now, so I don't want to be too loud. And he got applause from the other parents. (laughs) I did. In the waiting room. Waiting to find out their gender of their child. Yes. And I am not going to lie. I... I cried a little. She did. No shame. I cried just a little bit. I was fully ready to be a girl mom. She cried and she said, fuck you. <laughs> this is all on you. You don't deserve <laughs> that. <laughs> I wanted a girl. And lo and behold, I found out why. It's because she had already been shopping for girl clothes. Yeah. Well, not a whole lot, you know, <laughs> but I, I was going through my favorite place, Target and... In the little baby section, and there was this tiny little uh, one-piece bathing suit with a matching headband, and I can describe it perfectly. <laughs> it's yeah. got this teal and white, and it's light pink, and it's got little polka dots and flamingos on it. The cutest thing. Yeah. Yep. Both boys. <laughs> yeah, both boys. And the first one was easy peasy yes. and lemon squeezy. I mean, we were able to do our normal annual trip that we do with each other i mean we don't have a lot of money but you know when we get time or if i get any type of bigger paycheck i make sure that i spend it on her and that we go somewhere because we need the time together yeah and we had taken a little vk yeah we was a few months old we got lucky we got lucky and you know thank god to our families that watched our boys our watched cash for the first time but i'll never forget that because that was the first time we were away from him yeah it was hard but i think it was much needed it was because i proposed to you that that weekend you did i did i got down on one knee and gave you a teddy bear gosh you know if there's any way we could uh, put it up on instagram or some kind of social media platform for you guys to watch i in all my gracefulness said are you shitting me Yeah, that was great. As my answer. Even the waiter was laughing his ass off. But that couldn't fit perfect more perfectly into like the way that we are. It's just us. It's just us. It's our own little world. Yeah. People don't understand how much of it is really our own little world. Like doing this podcast, let's just say hopefully people listen to it, but at the same time, it's this is more of therapy for us. So, like, we're sitting here having this conversation, rehashing our marriage, and then also giving advice to couples at the same time. And there's no rhyme or reason to the direction that we're going in or where we're bouncing to next or some kind of platform that we're reading in order to go off the typical subjects that normal people do. This is a typical conversation for Marissa and I. This is all over the place. There is no map. There is no, like, we're going to start here and end here unless we're driving to Texas to see my dad. Which, by the way, don't fucking do it. Take a plane. (laughs) But that's really how our relationship is. But I think that's part of the successfulness of it. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, we're actually on a date right now. We are. This is a date for us. But we enjoy this type of shit. Yeah. I think most couples need to enjoy stuff like this. Yeah. If you don't enjoy doing everyday things with your partner. Yeah. It's not going to work out. Yeah. You need to listen to their, you need to want to listen to it. Like if you don't have that feeling where you're like, I want to hear what she's going to say next. I can promise you, bud. It's just, you're not going to be interested in anything that they have to say. Yeah. And vice versa. If you're with somebody who doesn't give a rat's ass about what you have to say, you know, and you're full blown in a conversation and you turn and look and they're not even looking at you and. That's not what you want. No. I think you have to be engaged, though. I mean, we engage each other in conversation, though. I think there's, you know, the other one actually gets a little bit upset if one of us isn't paying attention because it's not normal. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, that's how I know if you're distracted by something or yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. Or if we're just busy, or know? if or if I can't hear you. Yes, he's in his elderly age, starting to go deaf. <laughs> that and the fact that we have two and a, a two and a four year old, and you know. They scream. They fucking scream and they watch the show Blippy and shit and, you know, fucking trash trucks and horns and fucking laser guns and water guns and daddy, 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 daddy for like 35 minutes. I could put that shit on loop and that's what it's like at our house. Yeah. But any other parent out there knows exactly what we're talking about. 100%. And if you're not a parent, you know, find somebody who will go through that with you. Mm-hmm. I guess if you can put up with their most annoying traits, all the shit that bugs you. Have a kid with them. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Here's what I'll put. Here's how I'll put it. Most of the relationships I've ever had um, previous to Marissa, every single one, and and I can guarantee you every single person's gone through this. There's always one little thing that you notice about that person physically there's a flaw and mentally there's a flaw. So you always notice it and you cannot stop thinking about it, whether it's a dimple on the back or a stupid word that they say. So, you know, or something that they, they do, you know, for instance, I couldn't stand one of my ex-girlfriends. She fucking could not just sit there and wear sweats. She had to dress up to the max on everything she did. And it drove me fucking nuts. And let me just say, sweats are my favorite thing. Yeah. But I... I live in leggings. But I think that once you get to a point with somebody where that doesn't happen, where you're not, you know, looking for the flaw per se. Yeah. Where you're just kind of like hoping they just accept you. I think that's when you start to grow and mature and you can actually have a relationship. You know, and I've never really thought about it that way, but I agree 100%. Looking back on past relationships. I agree. You know, there's always something that may irk you. The annoyance is real. But there's an underlying issue. So it's Correct. not it's not specifically that thing about the person that's the problem. It's an underlying issue that is just not working out. So then that thing just becomes a bigger annoyance. Yeah. Until it's just too much. It Correct. And it and you let it fester too. Like, it's not a problem to get dressed up every day and you don't want to wear makeup all the time and not ever wear sweats. That's not a problem, you know, but there was something deeper rooted in that. So that little thing just kept irking and irking and irking until it was too much. The The funny thing is, though, is when you hear about relationships where something like that were to irritate somebody, but 10 years later they met each other, fell head over heels in love, and have been married ever since. Hmm. Think about that. So if you're looking for the problem with somebody, then you're clearly not ready yourself. No. And I think a lot of people jump into relationships too that aren't ready. You know, some people just can't be by themselves, you know, and that's yeah, okay. That's the funny part is... When I met you, I think I've told you this before, but I had spent basically a year by myself. Yeah. And I was perfectly happy with myself because I didn't want to be with anybody. Well, I think in that time is when you really found you. And that's why on our first date, you said what you said to me. You know, you had already found yourself. You knew exactly who you were and what you were looking for. And you wanted to make that very clear because you weren't going to be wasting your time with somebody. Yeah. Even if you didn't think we were going to be as serious as we ended up being. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I would say this I would say that's true. Yeah. Well listen, we could we could probably go on for hours about this shit, giving you guys advice, but it's not free. <laughs> so you motherfuckers better follow us. Um, anyways. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it, I've had fun here tonight. Happy anniversary, honey. Oh, happy anniversary. I love you with all my heart. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Fifth Christmas together. And I can tell you that Marissa and I genuinely hope that everybody who listens to this, I hope you have someone that you can love the way that we love each other. 
Yeah, and if you don't, I hope that after listening to this, you start to look for somebody. Correct. You know, maybe in a different light than you previously were. I agree, but I agree with that, honey. Yeah. And if you have a problem or you're feeling like a lot of pain lately because the holidays are hurting you or COVID's hurting you or you're going mentally unstable and you're having bad thoughts, you know, um, go to my Instagram and, and DM me. We're on Highly Irritable. Um, highly Irritable 1 is my handle on Instagram and Highly Irritable is my handle on Twitter. You can DM me. Um, you can DM me and if you want to talk. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and get some help because we're here for you and we love everybody. And we did this episode so people could just feel some love, you know, you got to feel some love during this time of season because I know a lot of people that are feeling hate and I know a lot of people that are feeling a lot of negativity right now because that can definitely happen during Christmas. So this was something that uh, I was super happy that my wife did this with me. Yeah, it was fun. Because I love her with all my heart. I love you too. And I do have a big soft teddy bear heart, even though I'm a big, gigantic asshole. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've always said that he's an asshole, but he's less of an asshole to me. You know? Yeah. Not not so much an asshole to me. Just mostly other people. (laughs) I'm an asshole, but if I'm not an asshole to you, then that means I really don't like you. If I'm an asshole to you, that means I absolutely love you. Yeah. That's the weird thing. You have to admit, though, you're you're a little less of an asshole to me, though. I'm not a big you're, asshole to you. You've got a soft spot in your heart for me. I do. Well, you're my you're my super trooper. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I don't have to go home to those other people. <laughs> that is true. They don't do your laundry. It's like I tell people all the time, you know, what's the difference? If you're going to be an asshole, who cares? None of these people will see you again. Yeah. But needless to say, you know, uh, I think what we're going to do here is end this on a high note. Um, so thank you for listening to us spew out what has happened in our marriage. And, um, you know, to end the story, she told me she was pregnant. We got married at the courthouse. Yes. We've now had our second child who is hell on wheels. We've gone through probably the worst year we could have ever possibly gone through, I think, as a couple, like many times, both of us. One cries, the other one cries. Yes, I shed a tear. Yes, individually, though. Individually. And I will say that we have walked each other through every single moment. Hand in hand. Hand in hand. And if anything, we've come out stronger on the other side. Always. And every single morning that we wake up, we look at each other and we smile. We don't have to hug. We don't have to kiss. We don't have to hold hands. But we look at each other and we smile. And I guarantee in both of our minds at the same exact time, we're saying, I love you. Yeah. And I can't live my life without you. Never. Yeah. So happy anniversary, baby. And thank you for doing this with me. No, I love you. I love you, honey. So thank you for tuning in to Highly Irritable. Again, please, 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 if you are going through a tough time and you are depressed and you are having an issue, I need you to please hit me up. DM me. DM me. Highly Irritable 1. Highly Irritable 1 on Instagram. You can also send me a message on Twitter. My handle is Highly Irritable. On basically all of the social media platforms, you can find me. My name is Adam Lee. My real name is Adam Smith. Just so you guys know, I'm not petty. You can find me. If you need to talk, you need to just someone to listen to you if you're going through a rough time during the holidays. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. You know, finishing thoughts. I know what it's like for someone who is suffering, who is going through pain, who is on the verge of relapse. I can tell you right now, my friend, pick up the phone and fucking call somebody Get on DMs, message me. I don't fucking need to know you. I don't need to know where you live. I don't need to know who your kids are. You just need someone to talk because you want to scream and there's nobody to listen to. I'm that person for you. Fucking call me if you need help. Don't do anything stupid. Anyways, listen, you son of a bitches. Stay irritated. Don't forget, 
go on to all of the podcast platforms, whether you're on um, Apple, iTunes, Google. I'm on Google now. I didn't even know I was. I'm on Spotify, and I'm on Anchor FM. If you could please go give me a follow, give me a like, and um, you know, follow me on all the other stuff too, um, whatever, social media. I hate social media, but I got to be on it for the show because I want to reach a broader audience. But anyways, I want to say thank you. I love you guys. Stay fucking irritated. And hey, it's going to be Christmas in a couple days. So if you get a chance, tell someone you love them. Give them a high five. And then tell them to go fuck themselves. Ha ha ha!